Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday to you. God's got our back all the time. Good to hear your sound. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Hello. Good morning. Okay, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Good morning. It is Moxie. Good morning, my Declare Victory family. Good morning, Happy Wednesday. Moxie. I say you guys. Happy Wednesday. Yvonne, mute your phone. I know that she's static. <laughs> Good go, morning, sister. Moxie. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy <laughs> Wednesday to you guys, too. Thank God is you. good. I've been, I've been up this morning ever since like three something, just, just basing, just, just, Basin, I'm not saying basin, please go on your basin. It's just prayer, you guys, and being with the Father. It's just been such a great thing. Oh, good. That's beautiful. Thing, you guys. Yes. I think you're going to have to mute Yvonne because last time it's going to keep doing that. So, okay. Michelle will going to have to mute her. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And did I hear Brother Michael as well? You did. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Happy Wednesday to you too, Brother Michael. Good Good morning, morning. kind Kim. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, kind Kim. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Welcome November. Praise God. Yes. A new month. Good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Happy Wednesday. God bless you. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Wednesday to you. Have a blessed day. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Valentina. Good morning, Songbird. Krishanda, I love you. And Moxie, yes, it do feel like you be fat, basing like a turkey when you be in the spirit. <laughs> yes, indeed it does, honey. I don't care what they think it sound like, but let me what it feel like. Have a great day. This is the day that we shall rejoice and be glad. Have a blessed day, bye. Thank you, thank you. And happy Wednesday to you, and you have a blessed day as well. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, everyone. This is Sister Tracy. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning, Declare Victory. 
I am using my name that I got from this line a few years ago. I haven't used it. This is Soulful Sylvia. Everybody have a blessed day. God is good all the time. Well, good morning, Soulful Sylvia. Happy Wednesday to you. <laughs> I have a praise report, too. I went to Chicago to check on my sister who had had several strokes and brain damage, and she knew who I was. I was so worried she wouldn't know me. She knew who I was, and just the most beautiful, um, embracing, and uh, visit with her. Um, she's being well cared for. God is good. Ah, oh, that is beautiful. What an awesome testimony. All right. Well, God is good. Thank you, Jesus. Glad to hear that, and thank you for sharing that with us. Good morning, it's Miss B. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Miss B. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Good morning, Valuable. It's Gloria. Good morning, DV. Happy Good Wednesday. Day. Happy Wednesday, Gloria. Have a blessed day. You too, sir. Thank you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute, and I'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to call in during the month of November, where our monthly theme is entitled Leadership. Each declarer will focus on how leadership plays a vital role in planning, sowing, and reaping God's desires for us within the work we do for Him. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, Push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we'd like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have one praise report, and that's from Soulful Sylvia, and she's reporting that her sister 
she got a chance to see her. She traveled to, I believe, it's Chicago, and she got a chance to see her sister. And her sister was able to recognize her sister's had some strokes. And um, she also reported that she's being well cared for. So thank the Lord for that. God is a healer. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. The declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declaration by Dion. And then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is from Galatians 6, verse 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we reap a harvest if we do not give up. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sabrina. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you this morning. For your goodness, Father, we thank you for the sweet, sweet spirit that's on the line this morning. Father, I thank you for the joy of the Lord that could be heard in everyone who checked in this morning, for it is their strength. Lord, we thank you for your mercy that allowed us to see the start of a fresh new month, the 11th month of this year. God, you have been faithful. It is our testimony that you have been good down throughout the year. And so, Father, we thank you. Um, Even as we just pause and take a minute to look back over the last 10 months, Father, we thank you for how you just delivered us safely out of the hand of the enemy. We thank you for how you kept us from every trap, every snare, God, that was meant to entangle us. Father, we thank you for how you helped us to overcome trials and tribulations. We thank you, God, for every victory that you've given us up into this day. God, we thank you for your protection, for your loving hands of mercy that have guided us and leaded us. God, we thank you for your word that has been a lamp into our feet and a light into our pathway. God, we do these things. We sit down and we recall. We bring these things to mind. Therefore, we have hope that will take us throughout the rest of this month and the rest of the year, God, that it is of your mercies that we are not consumed because your compassions fail not. They are new every morning. God, great is your mercy towards us. God, you have been so, so good. So, so good, God. And your goodness, your goodness, God, does not compare to anything that we face. God, you have been good. And so we thank you for touching us with your finger of love this morning, granting us the dawning of a new day. We thank you for watching over us last night as we slept soundly and comfortably in our beds. God, we thank you for beds to sleep in. We thank you for housing and for shelters and for roofs. God, we thank you that this morning we do not have the testimony of being unhoused. Father, we just thank you for your goodness, because for some of us, that has been our testimony, and we know the reality of it, but God, we thank you, God, for touching us, God, and giving us a reasonable portion of health and strength on this morning. God, we thank you, because for some of us, we know you as a healer, so we know the reality of that, but God, we thank you, God, for our our right mind this morning, and God, for some of us, that has not always been the case, but God, so we thank you for every point 
that has been a testimony to us, God. We thank you for everything that we can look at in our lives and see a reflection of your grace and your mercy. God, we thank you not only for what you're doing right now, but we thank you for what you've already done, God. And we thank you that that gives us hope for what you will do. So we thank you, God, that even though there were no spoken prayer requests on this morning, we thank you, God, that by faith, we believe that anything that we need will be provided. God, anything that we need will be covered. Anything that we need is in you. So, God, we just thank you for faith to believe on this morning. And so, God, as we gather as a, as a group of believers looking to learn more about leadership, we thank you, God, that we strive continually to take on more of your attributes. So, God, as we yield ourselves to your leading, God, as we yield ourselves, to the leading of the Holy Spirit, God, we say have your way. Father, we ask that you do bless those that are without this morning, those that are unhoused, God, those that are brokenhearted, those that are down in their spirits, God, those that are without today. Father, we thank you because you're the creator of the universe. You are the all-sufficient one. In you we live, we move, and we have our being. God, we thank you that you are sovereign. So when we say that they are without God, there is no adjective that we need to attach to that, God, because you know, you know. So God, we lift up everyone who is without today, those that are without you, those that are without hope, those that are in despair, those that have health needs and challenges. God, we lift them up to you, those that are in bereavement, those, God, that are standing at the point of a decision and don't know what to do. Father, we lift them up to you. We lift them up to you. Father, we lift up the school children as they get ready to start their day. And we ask that you do what you've consistently done, and that's to be a, a sense all around them, God. Protect them as they go to school and even as they sit in the classroom, God, as they find themselves without a care on the playground, God, continue to let your angels of mercy encamp round about them and keep them safe. Deliver them back safely to their homes, God. And I pray that the homes that they go back to are safe. I pray that the homes that they go back to are healthy and that their needs, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritually are being met. God, be a fence around our children. Father, I lift up every single mother today that feels like she's parenting by herself. God, I ask that you remind her <clears throat> that you are with her. And because you are with her, she is not alone. God, I thank you for resources that come just in the nick of time. Father, I thank you. I ask that you would look on those that are incarcerated this morning, those that are have been set down, God, but they have been set down and set apart from society, but not from you. Father, I thank you because we know you as a God of reformation. God, we know you as a God that can restore. God, we know you as a God that we can reconcile. So, Father, we thank you for even what you're doing in their lives, God. And I thank you, God, for their futures. God, I thank you because you're the only one that can determine that. Father, we lift up those that are sick on this morning in their physical bodies. God, we thank you that you are a healer, a physician, God, that has never lost a patient. Father, we lift up those that are battling cancer on today and other diseases that feel terminal. God, we thank you that you are a miracle working God and you're still working miracles. We've seen it with our own eyes. 
And so, God, there is no condition that can make us lose hope. There is no condition that can make us resign ourselves, that it is mightier than you because we've seen you do it. And we know that if you did it before, God, you can do it again. Father, we lift up those that are sitting in bereavement, God, that find themselves facing the loss of a loved one. We lift up Rosalind Bossett to you, God. We lift her up as she prepares to lay her mother to rest on Saturday. Father, we need you. She needs you, God. I thank you that you continue to be her peace, God. I thank you that you continue to wrap your arms around her, God. I thank you for how you continue to help her to put one foot in front of the other. God, I thank you that you can use us to be your hands and your feet, God, at this time. And so we thank you for just being a group of willing workers. Father, we lift up this world to you, this nation. God, we lift up Israel to you. We lift up Gaza to you. We lift up Palestine, Turkey. God, places that we don't even have the ability to touch if it not be for our prayers. So, Father, we lift them up to you asking you to do what only you can do, and that's to be God. Be God in the midst of conflict. Be God in a foreign land. Be God amongst foreign people, for we realize that they are only foreign to us, but they are your people too. And so, God, we say, be God on today. We lift up everyone that's hurting. They can't even put a name to their hurt. Father, those that are depressed and in despair, those that are so nervous that they're anxious, God, we lift them up to you, asking you to do what only you can do, and that's be God. And so, God, as we entrust you with the petitions of our heart, as we entrust you with these prayers, we do so with joy and enthusiasm, knowing in our heart that you hear us when we pray. So as we take our phones off of mute, God, we do so simply to go join in corporate worship, to worship you, God, to send this prayer with as much momentum as possible to your throne, God. We want to you to Father, we bless you. We give you all the glory and the honor and the I'm <laughs> 
to see the dawning of a new month. Uh, and it is still very hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that it's not February, seeing as it was just January, seems to me, as my grandmother would say, like two and a half hours ago. But I give God glory. I give God honor this morning uh, for his continued kindness, uh, for his continued uh, love that surpasses all understanding this morning. I thank God for uh, just this peace that we get to operate in as blood-bought, blood-washed, born-again believers in the Most High God. I thank you all this morning for joining us in corporate prayer. Thank you, Valuable Valacita, uh, for hosting and greeting us. And thank you, Bri Bria, Dr. Robinson, for uh, issuing uh, and ushering us into prayer this morning. I am, as always, honored uh, to lead us in our Wednesday set fast time this morning. Uh, it is that time that we have set aside to push back our plates, that we might do nothing other than uh, be built up in our faith, the most holy of faith, that we would have the, the stamina, uh, the discipline, and the commitment to our spiritual lives as much as we do any and everything else. And so I extend the invitation for those of you that can and will. There are only two Wednesdays left in the year that perhaps if you've never fasted before, we invite you to join us in fasting from now until uh, 5 p.m. where we simply meet back here uh, to agree in prayer after the fast ends. Um, it's just a good discipline to have, and especially as we approach the beginning of an entirely new year, that you go into the year with clarity, um, with a consecrated heart, a consecrated mind, and or a thought process. And so uh, for those of you that can and will, uh, we begin uh, like right the second. And so I just extend that invitation to you. We are also um, beginning a new month after a month of something that I know for all of the teachers that participated. It was not the easiest thing to do. Um, and that was to walk through uh, the idea of sonship. I know that it was probably difficult to teach. <laughs> but um, not only did we make it through, but I pray that somebody got fresh revelation as a direct result of uh, that teaching and really a greater understanding of um, a greater understanding, I'm sorry, guys, of what it looks like to be a son of God. And so now here we are uh, with that authoritative declaration over our lives now walking into leadership and or leadership development, really learning, understanding, and implementing um, kingdom systems that position each and every one of us individually, um, individually so that we are moving into what we are called to, what we were called to from the foundations of the earth. Right. And so if you know anything about me, I've, I don't know how many passages of scripture I've read <laughs> over the last 
probably about three or four days as I was anticipating this particular leg of the race because it is so near and dear to my heart. Everyone is called to a very specific thing. Um, it took me a long time to be able to say out of my mouth, I am called to leaders. I am called to build leaders. Um, but more importantly, um, I am called to leadership. And so it does not necessarily have anything to do with a title per se, does not have anything to do with an office or a position. It has everything to do with a posture. And so for the next four Thursdays, the last Thursday of the month, I'll be out of town. My niece Raven doesn't know, but she'll be standing in my stead the fifth Wednesday. God bless to say the same, and she's available. Nevertheless, <clears throat> Let's walk right into it as I'll be going um, through several different scriptures because I want to lay the foundation for the month. The reality is we are all leaders of some sort in some area. Uh, God did not accidentally make you. You were deliberate. You were a, a definite thought in his imagination. And I'm going to start with the basics, Okay. Um, this is going to be, a, for me, a very teachy series. Don't uh, look to be super excited, but I pray that you have a little something to write with so that you can get the, the function, um, the practical principles, precepts, and tools, not only to lead, but to lead effectively and to identify what your leadership strength is. Um, each and every one of us have a different leadership style. Uh, we have a different approach to leading. No matter what that looks like, you are only held accountable for that which you were created to do. Um, I think one of the, the biggest um, struggles that each of us have because we are exposed to culture, uh, because we spend so much time in a competitive world, it makes it difficult for most people to identify their greatest strengths. And unfortunately, for many of us, we spend so much time uh, operating in what other people uh, say, what other people think of us, how other people feel, uh, that we often get kind of side swiped with ideas of who and what we should be as opposed to operating in the greatness that we are called to. And so my prayer um, for these next few declarations is that you will not only identify what your specific gifting is, um, but that you will operate in it in such a way um, and find clarity with these conversations in such a way that you refuse to sit in the background in a place that you were called to the front to serve in. Amen. Um, Y'all know what, you know what I think I did and it's okay, but I think I actually accidentally deleted my notes. Oh, oh no, 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 no. No, I didn't. <laughs> Don't act like that that early in the morning, Dion. I'm sorry, y'all. And y'all pardon me. And for those of y'all that are online, you actually get to see my notes. And that's fine, too. Amen. Um, so this morning, I want to talk about identifying uh, a leader. 
really understanding and knowing, looking at uh, according to what scripture says. There are certain things that leaders uh, do innately. But what I want to give you is the, the entrance of the world and its existence and what God saw as creator uh, for creation. And I want to give you a few things that will help you uh, kind of look at it in a spiritual connotation as opposed to uh, with the natural mindset or the natural eye. Uh, and, and again, there is no one way to do this. But there are multiple ways. But as it relates to who God is, uh, how he started everything, it began in his mind. And so let, let's just go to Genesis and start with Genesis 1 and 1. And I, I promise you I'll tie all this together. Uh, I may go a little bit over 7 o'clock this morning just because I want you to not only get it, but I want you to get it to the degree that it begins to change how you see you right? The first attribute of a natural leader is uh, that they, in most times, prefer uh, to actually be found serving or doing, giving, uh, or being, right? Uh, yet in their hidden attributes, what they produce is designed to serve others as opposed to themselves. So Genesis 1 and 1 simply says, in the beginning, God created, right? Um, Identifiable identifiable evidence of natural leadership. God created. He had from hello creative influence. The very first thing he did was use his imagination. Uh, the very first thing that he did was begin to fathom what this would look like and what that would look like and how this would work and how that would work, right? Um, he saw nothing and immediately began to imagine what's next. Now, we know because God is uh, and he needs nothing because he lacks nothing, that this thought process had nothing to do with what he wanted. It had everything to do with what he wanted for us, right? And so Genesis 1 and 3 says, and God said, let there be light and there was light. And then he began to customize what it was that he imagined. He had innovative influence. So it went from, I see nothing. Now I'm going to create everything, which means that I have to go inside of myself, inside of my thought process, inside of my ideas. Now I have to see what is not, right? And then it says, and God saw the light was good. And God divided light from the darkness, and he began to put things in perspective as well as into place. He made good, solid, sound decisions. Now you identify that not only uh, did God uh, was God creative, but he was also innovative, which meant his imagination was vivid. And then he saw, it says, and God saw the light. He had vision. He had visual influence. And then it says, and God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. And let there be uh, for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. He now had 
order and structure. He needed to put everything in its place. He identified natural boundaries, natural borders, or what his imagination determined was natural and normal. And if you jump down to 11, it says, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb and yielding seed and the fruit of the tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. Did you hear that? It's seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so. He had an expectation. You don't uh, plant things that have a seed within themselves unless there is an expectation of a manifested harvest, something returning from itself to itself. And then down in 18, and it says to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. He now set the perimeters between darkness and light. Everything about this was establishing things in the earth. So he not only had expectation, the Bible says, and now he said that it was good. So now he goes back to examine that which he uh, created originally, that which he uh, began to visualize after he was uh, operating in his innovation from the creativity down inside of himself, then he saw, had the visual influence to be able to put things together, to put things in perspective, moving right down to establishing natural, healthy, normal, uh, boundaries, and he gave everything a name. Uh, after he gave everything a name, put it in its place, planted in the earth with the expectation that something would come from that which he planted, then he sat back and examined it. He checked it out. Leaders have a tendency to go back and revisit and re uh, review and go through the history of a thing to to determine whether or not there are certain things that need to be tweaked or changed or uh, uh, modified or perfected per se, right? And then it says, um, after he examined it, and so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he, him, male and female created he, them. And so then after he examined it, he discovered, decided, figuratively understood that uh, all that he had done was operational for what he was going to put into the earth, which is us, right? And so then it says, and now God did what he did at the beginning. He started all over again with his creative imagination to make man. I promise this will lead to leadership uh, if you just go with me. And so because he created us, in his image, guess what it means for each and every one of you? Because according to eternity and according to kingdom standard, nothing is missing, nothing is lacking, nothing is broken. Broken. Everything we need, we have, right? All of the components that he has, we have. This was obviously um, not only natural and normal for him, but it was not for him. One of the things that I have learned and am learning uh, about true leaders is they don't just do things for them, right? There's always more 
to it. There's always somebody uh, in the background that you have a responsibility to, uh, I, I guess you could kind of say, look out for. Somebody else that's at the forefront of your mind. There are other people who you have an idea that you'd like to see win or uh, you'd like to see move forward or propel. Now, because he multiplied us, right, because he put us in the earth, in his image, uh, let me let me just write, uh, have you write these things down if you're in a position to write. If not, no problem. In the beginning, God created. So we all have creative influence, right? We all have a level of innovative influence and or idea. We all have the capacity, possibility, potential to be visionaries, to be able to see things further than what it is that we see. We also have the ability to operate from a place of implementation, right? So we have the ability to uh, order things and to structure things and to put boundaries around things with the expectation that it will produce not only more of its kind, uh, but something that will benefit someone other than us. After we've done this, it is our responsibility then to examine that thing. And then once we figure out a system in whatever field, in whatever channel, in whatever area of your life that you were created uh, to do, to be, to have, to move, you have a responsibility now to operate in that thing um, at a greater level and to duplicate yourself. Right, You have a responsibility to, as you perfect the strength that you walk in, as you perfect the strength that you're called to, you now have to go back and duplicate that, even if it's in just in your children, even if it's just in uh, some of the people that you are connected to. Um, all of us not only have the capability or the possibility of doing this, but you are called to do it because it's what happens in the beginning, okay? All right, and so um, as, as we continue in that vein and, and start to look at the reality that, that everything is usually in the method, it's not necessarily just about the message, per se. It is in the methodology. God had a go-to business strategy. He had uh, an idea of what he wanted to see, and he operated from there. Let, let's go a little bit further um, into scripture. If you go with me to, um, hold on, two seconds. If you simply go with me to the story of Gideon, and then I'm going to go back into uh, there, there are what are called seven models of leadership. And I'm sure we will hear multiple facets by the time the month ends. But let me let me just take you to the story of Gideon. Now, one of the things I love about Gideon is um, no different than a Moses or uh, uh, I think Joshua probably was one of the only ones of his time who just was like, yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> right. Joshua didn't care about any of it. Uh, Joshua was ready to go get it, however that looks. But there was a big difference when it came to somebody like Gideon. Gideon disqualified himself from the beginning. Gideon uh, was not only uh, kind of diminished himself, but he was like, listen, who, me? Listen, I'm the least of my whole village. I'm the least 
of my kind. I'm the least of my tribe. And I probably don't have what it takes to do what it is that you're saying I'm capable of. Uh, anybody feel like that this morning? Do you have those moments where you ask yourself, uh, am I actually qualified to do this thing? Am I actually capable of doing this thing? Most people, uh, not just leaders, but most people, there have been a million times when I sit and I examine Declare Victory after nine years and eight months, uh, or nine years and 10 months, pardon me, of doing this every single day for the first six or seven years, uh, down to now just doing it five days a week. Uh, but not just in the morning, but every single evening, there are leaders that still carry this torch that has nothing to do with me. The only thing that I did was provide a platform. Uh, but I had no idea that 10 years later, we'd be sitting in creativity, that we'd be sitting in innovation, that we'd be sitting uh, in a place that has duplicated itself, uh, that has uh, multiplied itself from this one single phone call. Gideon, where you can find judges of the sixth through the eighth chapters, um, pretty much in their entirety. But in about the seventh chapter, and I'm not going to read it all because I have so much to share, but uh, when you have an opportunity, go back, read Judges, the sixth chapter through the eighth chapter. I'll read a little bit of it. Um, but what Gideon understood was uh, that he knew he could not do any of it without instruction. He knew that he could not do any of it uh, without some level of teaching or training. And so Gideon had a, an, an ear to hear what it was that God was saying to him. Gideon understood uh, that if you don't give me the strategy, if you don't give me the structure, if you don't give me the system, uh, not only will I not prevail, but I will end up dead, right? And so because God had uh, an anger or a vengeance towards Midian, he had to send uh, someone that had the capability of not only executing, uh, but that would hear him. One of the things about a good leader is there's a level of humility uh, to true leaders uh, that cannot be bought. It is established over time. There is a level of knowing that if God does not precede you, that there will be no victory, right? It also means having the confidence and the competence to do things blindly. Gideon had to do something that he had never done uh, in a situation that he had never experienced, uh, trusting a God that he had never met face to face. In this particular instance, Gideon was given instruction uh, from his blind side. Uh, one of the things that I say often about this whole declare victory thing is all I wanted to do was pray in the morning. I just wanted somebody to do it with me. Um, and I, I only wanted somebody to do it with me because I wanted a level of accountability. Uh, if you read throughout those chapters, Judges 6, uh, the sixth chapter through the eighth verse, what you'll notice is uh, Gideon begins to ask questions. Well, who's going to go with me? Right? How many of you know that it's not uh, how many people you have with you. It is the select few that go with you. One thing about uh, a solid leader, and you look at that even in the example of Jesus, uh, when he began his ministry in around about Matthew, the fourth chapter, first thing he did was gather his tribe. And so here in this particular passage of scripture, 
God, he begins with thousands. And then he ends up with hundreds that have the capacity uh, by specific identification marks. And it's always a case-by-case scenario. But what you'll notice, even in the example, if I compare it to uh, when Jesus began his ministry uh, and Gideon began his ministry, they had a war, a physical war to fight. Jesus had uh, people to catch, right? So in each instance, they were found doing what they were great at. I want to ask you a really quick question this morning, leader. Uh, what can we find you doing consistently, right? What can we catch you uh, doing well at? What are the things that are inside of you uh, that you know all you need to do is master or perfect them, set proper boundaries and uh, proper structure and strategy to whatever your strength is? Because see, that's all a leader really is. And so God knew uh, that Gideon had more heart than he understood. I think he understood that that Gideon would not only uh, be able to complete the task, but he was a great listener. One of the things that you'll identify about a true leader is not only are they uh, humble, but they they have a tendency uh, to want to do things well. Right. So if you look in about the, the mid sixth chapter, the first thing Gideon did was went to he was like, listen, Lord, if you're going to send me to do this, I know I got to give you something. Let me let me offer you something. Let me offer you this sacrifice. And he went and he collected all the things that God had told him to collect. And he went and he began to uh, give him an offering. Not only did he give him an offering, but he built an altar. Uh, what we know about great leaders, and I'm talking about kingdom leaders, I'm not talking about the world's culture or system, I'm talking about those that have a heart and a mind to operate for and from what God has called them to. Uh, there is always some prayer life that is consistent. If you take a look at, at the majority of the, the great leaders that we experience, there, especially if you see God's hand on their life or the anointing on their life, you know that there is a prayer life present, right? So most of the time, you don't necessarily believe that you can. Secondly, you operate from a place of humility, knowing that if God does not go with you, it's not going to get done. You are always willing to give more than you're willing to get. You have some sort of a consistency in prayer. But but not only that, you have a great listening ear. And finally, you have a heart of obedience. God, I, I'm not, this is not about me, right? I know that in my own power, in my own strength, I don't have it. I know that if it's left up to me, I'm going to fall off because I'd rather be doing something else. I know there are multiple mornings where um, Rochelle or uh, 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 Tasha or any of the people on the back end, Molly when she was here, Erica when she was here, at some point that season may end, right? At some point that season may be done. But Gideon knew that he had a responsibility, and this is the, the part that I love the most, is in every scenario, every biblical scenario, there was always a victory. There was always a win. There was always a triumph if the instructions were followed verbatim, even if the leader didn't like the outcome, right? Even if the leader did not get it. So let me just do a quick review, right? 
So from the example of God the Father or the Creator, the Creator, uh, we know that leaders are creative. We know that leaders are innovative. We know that leaders have vision. We know that leaders have systems, structure, strategy. They set order and boundaries in and with everything they do. We know that because things are established, there is an expectation that it produce something for someone other than us. And then after that, we have the sense enough, the heart enough to examine it, to make sure it's done in excellence as opposed to perfection, right? And then we know that it has to be replicated, that something has to happen after that, that you are duplicating yourself, right? It is the method, not the message. People don't care what you say until they see what you do, right? So it means that things have to be effectively modeled, right? The posture of a leader is always evident by their willingness to serve beyond what people see. They're seldom found searching for positions or titles, rather searching for opportunities to serve. That's what I call it. I call it an opportunity to serve and focus on mastering their contribution or the bigger picture, right? We know that in kingdom leadership, it is about kingdom, not about culture. True leaders aren't worried about what was. Um, outside of what was already established in the earth. They're not worried about the trends. They're not worried about what's happening now. They're worried about what they were called to bring forth in the earth, right? Culture replicates, kingdom innovates, according to what I shared in Genesis, right? Um, one of the things that I know is you can't go where your leader can't take you right? Um, you can't lead anyone into a place that you yourself have not ventured and mastered, right? Um, and and what, what you also know is as time goes on, discipline becomes desire. For those of you that may have joined the call later uh, in, in our years or, you know, maybe in the last six months or whatnot, for some people, they call one time, right? Uh, I, I can use Brother Jeff as an example. I remember Brother Jeff said, I'm going to be here 30 days, and, and then I'm going to go on. And he started out by himself. And then 30 days turned into 60 days. And 60 days turned into 90 days. And 90 days turned into 10 years, <laughs> right? Or I'll say nine years because I think he started about six months in. Um, and, but not only did, did that happen, but then he extended the invitation to Pretty. And then Patrice joined, and she was uh, mean as a junkyard dog. And when you hear her talk today, all I can do is laugh because what happened was he led his wife. He didn't say anything. He invited her, um, and then she showed up. But at the end of the day, there were those different things, right? He found the line as a result of Lisa, who invited Jeff. And now here we are, day after day after day after day, uh, with 75, 85, 125, at sometimes 200, and so on and so forth. But what it is, is a direct reflection and or result of uh, those creation steps, those beginning steps that I shared with you uh, a little bit earlier. God gave me an idea. We didn't have to prepare for the pandemic. Right. And it's not because of how brilliant or smart I am. That has nothing to do with it. 
I am a, a leader with regard to technology. I'm a leader with regard to structure, strength, and strategy. I didn't give that to myself, right? I remember being embarrassed about sharing the call. I don't want nobody to think I want them to follow me. Well, dummy, that's what we all do. And I'm, I'm not a dummy, but you understand what I'm saying there. Every single one of us are called to a very, very specific thing. Every single one of us um, have things that we've experienced, things that we've gone through, things that we've overcome, things that we once upon a time thought we would never survive. And when we look back over it, uh, we realize that not only did we survive it, but we perfected it in living so much so that we could teach that thing. Uh, somebody that's gone through, uh, I'll give a, an example. You've had a child in prison, right? Or you have a child that deals with, uh, uh, I'll, I'll use myself as an example, right? There are certain things that I understand about mental illness. There are certain things that I understand about cancer. Um, and, and you may not think that that's a leadership strength or style, but God allows us to go through things so that we are not only qualified to take care of that thing for our lives in that moment, but in the future, there may be somebody that you come in contact with that needs your strength, that needs your structure, that needs your strategy. When you start to identify what you have overcome, you'll identify what you are called to lead. If you sit down with a piece of paper and you begin to think about the battles in your life that you have experienced, for myself, um, I am very adamant about acknowledging people. I remember uh, seasons in my life, especially in early childhood, where I was tolerated. And I refuse to be tolerated anywhere, right? So it made me very, very um, consistent when it comes to acknowledging people and making sure people feel special. I didn't understand that that was building leadership in me, right? I've dealt with a lot of rejection and abandonment, i.e. I'm called to deliverance ministry with regard to people that struggle with rejection and abandonment, right? When I think about um, the things that I've dealt with with regard to being a caregiver or a care provider for Josiah. I understand certain things about resources and connections, right? It doesn't have to be uh, uh, the CEO or the doctor of or the president of. We lead everywhere we go in our own right. It's just a matter of what you feel was wasted. If you still feel like a victim, you can't lead from there. You have to know that that thing that you've experienced, you've conquered. And that thing now becomes a weapon in your arsenal of leadership. I don't care how small you may think it is, but every single thing that we overcome is always employed to produce fruit, right? So it goes right back to Romans 8 and 28. Everything that we've experienced historically is operating and working inside and externally for not only our greater good, but for the greater good of those that surround us, right? And so, so I want you this month, as we go through these leadership conversations, 
I want you to start examining what it looks like. You asked me uh, if I find someone who will bend down and pick up the piece of paper and it's not at their home. That That is somebody who has the potential to be a great leader because nobody's watching. There is no expectation. You find somebody that's teachable, somebody that I can say, well, maybe you could try it this way. And not only they hear me, but then they start to have questions about how could I do X, Y, and Z. I'll show you a leader. You show me someone uh, that does not mind correction. One of the things I love about God is that he loves us so much that he'll get us together. I thank God for the Holy Spirit that dwells richly on the inside of us, that pulls us back in when we get carried away and we, like plywood or driftwood, start to go back into old systems, old patterns, old habits, and be, become pulled away from the truth of the knowledge of Christ, right? So we get to a certain point where you start to identify the people around you. Uh, one of the things that I said is that uh, God had given himself permission, right, to, to expect something. And after he inspected it, uh, after he expected it, he inspected it, he examined it, right? You know, without a shadow of a doubt, somebody that's a, a good leader is going to go and find a better way to do things, right? An easier method, a simpler process. Uh, let me give you another practical example that you can physically put your hands on today. Uh, I remember uh, if anybody watched Kai Chi with Bree this past week, um, last Friday, Sabrina and I were having a conversation live. Um, and and I remember her brokenness, right? But I also remember her desire um, to be repaired. I remember her hunger and thirst for new. I remember her desire for fresh. But she took that thing to the next level, right? She continued to do the work and do the work and do the work and forgive and to heal and keeping in mind that this is a continuum. It never stops. So much so that she wrote a book to help other people that is in doctor's offices and in physical hands today that is still being ordered online because what leadership does is duplicate itself. And it may not be in the form of you having a conversation or you physically being in a location. Sometimes it's because the things that you've overcome, you've somehow mastered, right? And, and even though there are areas of mastery, for each of us individually, and it may be a journey of mastery, right? It may be a process of mastery, and there may be levels and layers to it. Sabrina now has a book based on a trauma, a hurt, a pain that has the ability to live beyond what she could ever live and duplicate her healing in the lives of others. Right. So how do you identify when somebody has natural leadership skills? They're intentional about duplicating themselves. When I look at this phone call, uh, when I look at this uh, this community, when I look at this forum and I look at all the people, even people that don't speak to me anymore. Try that. Uh, even people that will not acknowledge that <laughs> that I, I sat down probably and, and if I didn't give them all the tools, I shared with them certain things to do. I don't care about that. that. That has nothing to do with me. The only thing I'm ever going to be responsible for is being creative, is being innovative, 
is having an operating in vision, is establishing order, boundaries, and making sure that I give things a name. I have a responsibility to have expectation. And then I am solely responsible for examining it so that I can put together practical measures and methods so that that thing can be replicated. And then all I'm, I'm responsible for is duplicating it, right? There should be multiplication. There should be offspring from any trial that you go through and overcome. There should be something that is born from any struggle that you know that you collided with um, for the greater good. And it may be to increase your humility. It may be to uh, strengthen you in areas of obedience and surrender and submission to God. It may be solely to rearrange your mindset, your mentality and how you think. But under whatever circumstance, there should always be duplication as we grow, right? And and there should always be, if you, find, you show me somebody whose job, whose craft that they're perfecting serves no one but them. And I'll show you somebody that operates outside of purpose and is not a leader at all. They are just greedy. It says a lot about your heart when everything you do is just to benefit you. If you wake up in the morning, the only thought is you, the only idea is what you'll get for the day, you, my friend, are selfish. If in the back of your mind, you're not ready, you're not ready to leave. Let me say it like that. So you selfish too, <laughs> also. But what it certainly says is that you are not ready to lead people. If what it is that you do only serves you, you are still not ready to leave. And so I want us this morning, as we go into this series, and we'll have 24 teachings, um, because Thanksgiving Day, of course, um, while we'll still have a call, Thanksgiving Day, and I'll probably leave that call, but it'll be a short call, but we'll have 24 opportunities to look at who we are as it relates to where we are leading. It's not a matter of if you are a leader. The question should then become, where are you leading? Who are you leading? What are you leading them to? How are you leading and why are you leading? There has to be something bigger tied to what it is that you're doing. It cannot solely be about you and you alone. If, in fact, that is you um, and all you worried about is you, right? So even like Paul, he believed in something bigger than himself. He was created to establish the church, right? Nehemiah built a wall. He, he wasn't going to live behind the wall. He just knew that it needed to be restored, right? Joshua had the capacity and the ability to bring the best group of people together for a greater good to cross over into places that his forefather was assigned to. He was a finisher, Barnabas was the one who bridged the gaps between opinions uh, and brought peace, right? It, it, it didn't, the peace didn't just come to serve him, but everything around him, right? M Moses was super duper blind to all the ridicule and all the criticism that he received as a leader because he knew that God was with him. He understood that it wasn't about how he felt, about how they felt about him. He knew he had a work to do and he was committed until the very end. Elijah, right, had the ability to bind the ties of love and courage, and he, he was dedicated to a greater call 
than Peter. He had resilience like no other. He was able to come back from every uh, moment of persecution, every moment of struggle and strain and strive. My question to you this morning as I close is what are you called to leave? That's a real question. Who do you owe selflessness to? What are you designed to duplicate or multiply in the earth? Who's waiting on you to stop complaining about what it is that you've gone through, uh, the things that you've experienced, the things that you feel have hurt your heart? Who do you owe strength to? from a moment of your own weakness where you knew that if God did not bring you out, you would not be out. You would still be stuck in the middle of that thing, right? So I want us to go into a little bit of a conversation today. And as we go into this topic in and of itself, by the time it's all said and done, my prayer is uh, that God will begin to sift out, to smoke out, to pull out, to bring out those of you uh, that have been hiding from the things that God has called you to operate in, right? Where where God is uh, has called you uh, to to not only change, uh, but to grow, right? He He has not only called you, but He's called you to live at a higher height, right? I want us I want us to think about that. I want us to go into that a little bit deeper. And so, with that being said, listen. I pray that something that I said encouraged you, inspired you, uh, and, and moved you uh, into a place of nothing else but thinking on a different level, right? Thinking to such a degree that you are prepared now. All right, amen. Um, I would I would love for you guys to get to a place where at least, if you do nothing else, right, you start to look at where God has brought you from, um, but then you start to expect where God is taking you to, because I, I promise you, nothing is for naught. Everything <laughs> is useful. Um, nothing is wasted, but you have to see it as such, right? It's really, really important that you see it as such. So with that being said, listen, uh, I pray, like I said, that uh, that something that was spoken uh, encouraged you, something that was spoken um, will pull you out of complacency with regard to how great you actually are and that none of that stuff came to kill you. It all came to prepare you for greater or for next. Uh, we do what we always do. Um, this is the time we have set aside for those of you that uh, may have joined the call a little bit late. We start with our men, move into our new callers or our visitors, and then go into um, our general community of saying hello. Are there any men that want to say good morning? Hey, good morning, God morning, great morning. Thank you for making me think uh, that's the definition of theology, really. Hallelujah. Good morning. Anybody else? 
Any other men, shall I say? <clears throat> Amen. If not, somebody somebody is fumbling with their phone. If you could just mute your phone for us, that would be great. <clears throat> Amen. Uh, any new callers? Any first-time callers? Any callers that may have been on the line for a little while, but you've never said good morning? Here's your chance. Anybody? Good morning. All right. Uh oh. Good morning. Hello. I, you know, Dion, I can't figure out if I'm muting or unmuting. I, I get all confused. Anyway, this is Gwen. <laughs> hey, Gwen. Gwen. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I got on late. I just got on. All right. I heard you though. I heard you. it was good. 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 Amen. Amen. Anybody uh anybody else? This is Ali Ali Austin Free. Any and any and all. Anybody want to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. It's Kenya. I have to hop off real quick, but can I text you later? Absolutely. Thank you. Sure. Good morning, Dion. It's Leomia. And I wanna thank the Claire Victory for praying for me on Monday. Thank you so much. Amen. Good morning, Mom. It's great to hear your voice. I'm glad you're back at home situated. Amen. I am too. <laughs> I'm sure. Amen. Okay. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. This is Joyful. Hey, Joyful. Good morning. Anybody good morning. Else? Good morning. It's wonderful. Hey, Happy Wednesday. Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, too. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Happy hey, Wednesday. good morning. Happy Wednesday. Great declaration. <laughs> Amen. Good morning. Good morning. It's Persistent Priscilla. Good morning, Persistent. Good morning, Dion. Great, great topic, great declaration, much needed, much needed. Amen. Good morning. This is Twanita. Hello. Amen. I will bless the Lord at all times. Good morning, um, Pastor Dion. This is Pastor Ricky PR. Hey, good morning, Pastor. Good morning. Powerful declaration. Thank you. Amen. Good morning, it's beloved Barb. Love this topic. I just know you just confirmed with me that I am called to lead. I know I'm called to lead, but where I'm leading at is on my job at the care facility. I know God is doing amazing things. I wish I could post more, but I can't because of privacy, but some amazing things are happening at the care facility that I've witnessed. Just unbelievable. Thank you so much. Amen. Keep making them do what they do better. That's that's our that's our only job. We help other people get to excellence and not perfection. Amen. 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 Good morning. This is Danielle. Hey. Hey there. Great, great topic. 
had an incident yesterday at work, and the man said, I am a Gideon. It's just so much that was connected in this first wonderful day of this topic. So thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Morning, guys. Good morning. <laughs> Great share. Love you. Great. Great morning. Amen. Good morning, Dion. This is Good Gloria. Hey, girl, girl. God bless you, girl, girl, girl. I'm so excited about talking to people that I didn't think I could ever like. I'm so glad about it. Glory. Thank you, sis. Hey, man. Anybody else? Good morning, Dion. It's Miss B. Hi, Miss B. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Trinai J. Anybody else before we go into love, life, and victory? Good morning, Good morning. Thank you for your declaration. Amen. Good morning, kind Kim. And I heard one more person behind her. Who was that? Engine, engine number nine. Going down the uh-huh. line. It's your turn. Go Thank you for picking up my train and put it on the track. <laughs> Day one. Day one. New position. <laughs> New position. This was mm. on time. And I think I, I, I like my face. So can I keep it today? Thank you, Dion. That's hilarious. <laughs> Sonia, I wrote that too. I wrote day one also. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Good morning. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Amen. Sister Mary, good morning. Thank you for your uh, powerful declaration. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Sister Mary. Blessings to you. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, D. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, man. Well, we'll go right off uh, into love, life, and victory. Um, anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? Hey, yeah. What's so, up? What's going on, Con, sir? So, listen, uh, I want to say this first. First of all, you're a bully, but I ain't scared <laughs> you no more. Good. It took 10 years, but that's fine. <laughs> it ain't taking no 10 years. I'm just saying it now. Anyway, uh, uh, one, of the, one of the things I do have to say, uh, uh, which you didn't mention in, in leadership, but which applies to you, is that... Uh, uh, being available for people that you, that you put in positions uh, of leadership. That's one of the things I've always, uh, I can't speak for nobody else, but, um, you know, when you bullied me into taking over the, 
uh, marriage matters and, and via my wife, um, you have always placed yourself in a position that when I needed to call you, whether it was technical, most likely technological, because you know I just I just don't get that. Um, you've always been there, and you've always uh, come through. I've always. Hello. Yeah, just keep talking, to Eric. That's somebody in the background. Go ahead. I, I'm yeah, here. yeah. That you've always been able to equip and 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 position me uh, to be the best that I can be. So for that, you know, I you know I love you and I'm profoundly grateful for you. And um, one of the things I know about leadership, uh, and I've always been primed for leadership roles, uh, even when I was <clears throat> an adolescent. But one thing that's always um, stuck out to me is this. A leader is always working themselves out of their position. You know, and, and from what I've seen for you in these last, uh, I won't say 10 years, because I came on after Jeff. Jeff, in, in fact, invited me. Uh, but I've seen that from you. You know, you, I, I remember doing the, um, burgeoning days, the infant days of the call, when you felt like, okay, I can't run this from every position now. And I do remember the day that you kind of just was absent. Uh, you take no calls, your voice was not there, and that the call, you know, people uh, stepped up. Somebody came on, I think it was me that started taking uh, uh, people in, and, and somebody else stepped in, and, and the call went on. And, and that is a, a very functional thing of leadership, being able to understand that it's time to kick somebody out the nest. It's time to mm-hmm. uh, withdraw yourself from all parts of the ministry so that the ministry can not only just survive, but be able to grow and involve people into that. So that's all I got to say. That, that was a whole lot, and I, I appreciate the observation. Um, and and what I'll say is that comes from literally um, times of prayer, just as the call has evolved. Uh, I remember sometimes going on a sabbatical or, you know, maybe being on an extended fast. Um, sometimes Tanya and I would fast specifically, not just for the call, but for the people on the call, that the gifts would begin to manifest themselves. And so if you know anything about me, I only start something to hand it off. I only start something so that keeping in mind that if I'm not on declare victory and there are days that I am not, um, it does not require me. How do you know that something has gone from you leading it to it being established? One of the things I can say about Declare Victory today, and again, it has nothing to do um, with how wonderful or fabulous or smart I am. It has everything to do with God giving instruction, me hearing it, me implementing it, and me obeying what it is that he's called me to. So I'm very grateful um, for all of the evening leaders that have been leading calls, Lisa with Women Walk It Out, Eric and Jew with Marriage Matters, Friday Night Live with Dee Dee, um, and um, even Pastor Lavelle with TNT and it, it extending into his physical building. But when I look at 
some of the prayer calls that have been established um, when we first started there was there wasn't one of its kind um, now there may have been other prayer calls but they have come and they have gone right or I look at uh, Denise Smith who has gone from just a call into a physical in building um, to really serving lives well. Uh, now, Kathy LaFleur, I believe, has a prayer call as well, and so on and so forth. And again, that not to any of my credit, the only thing that I can attribute to that is, um, you know, people have questions. They want to understand, how, how do I do this? How do I do that? Uh, Pastor Bessie Scoggins, um, you know, okay, Dion, how do you, like, what, what do you use? What are you, you know, being able to duplicate that information, hand it to somebody without feeling any kind of way about it. That's what you're called to do. You're called to duplicate yourself. They're not copying you. You were a good leader. Right, somebody has their phone on speaker. If you could turn the volume down on your speaker phone or mute your own phone as you listen, that would be great. Anybody else have any questions, comments, and or commentary this morning? Good morning, Dion. This is uh, Sophie Sylvia. Thank you for your declaration. I uh, got on, I was like, okay, it's the 1st of November. What, what's she bringing this month? <laughs> what did God lead her to bring? And uh, I just never uh, look at anything as a coincidence. Everything is divinely ordered. Uh, just happened to be in a leadership class at seminary, cultural leadership. And um, you are just so um, on point with tying it all together. Um, you know, one of the things that we learned we had to do a presentation is the five practices of um, exemplary leadership, model the way, inspire a shared vision, challenge the process, enable others to act, and encourage the heart. And all of these are in line with scripture that you gave today. And one thing that stood out, you, you asked us some questions. Um, you said, who, who do you owe strength to? If God had brought you through something, you wouldn't, you would still be there. And so um, everything, that God has brought me through, um, I owe to, you know, women who struggle with substance abuse or domestic violence or, you know, anything that has uh, oppressed them in their life, I owe to them. I, I owe to the unhoused simply because they're part of the kingdom. Um, and what I desire to duplicate in the earth is just being Christ-like, you know, living with compassion you know, um, encouraging the heart, uplifting other people. Um, we are all, you know, some people have said even in the beginning that it's a myth that said, you know, everybody's not a leader, but that's not true at all. Um, and so I just really thank you for your declaration and just tying it all together and how I can use, you know, even what you spoke on in the scriptures, to bring a full circle even to those in uh, in my class. So thank you. Amen. Good stuff. God be praised. Good stuff. Anybody else? Yeah, this is Joyful. I have a question and a comment. Um, okay. Yesterday, after declaring, I walked outside. I had somewhere to go. And I remember this just me walking and God, nobody's out there. And I yelled. This is what it's like when you walk in purpose. And um, once again, it felt like as, as the leaders on the line, I want you to hear my words that 
when you're doing what you're supposed to do, you come alive and the enemy is not, he's not going to ever uh, suggest or support us doing that, but he, he sure will come along and help you sit and kind of lull and, you know, kind of lean back. And I just remember, I said to God, I know what I'm called to do. And this is what happens when I teach. I was a completely, it felt like I was a completely different person. So first I want to thank you. Um, I don't know what Obadiah said to Jeremiah necessarily, but when he spoke to him about him not being the only prophet, the only leader that he had hid 50 in one cave and 50 in another. And I feel like I want to speak to the others in the caves this morning who are leaders and needed this word to get the courage to grab the mic, to grab the spoon, to fix the food, whatever your thing is, that we would grab hold of the word. So my question is, what would you say, um, and maybe an example from your life, but when we, when we do fall and we slip back outside of, when you know that you're a leader, but yet you struggle to remain in the place of leadership, uh, what, would you say, what would you say to help a person uh, remain or get back? Mm, that's good. That was good. That was really good, Jacqueline. Yes, and, and it's all very relative. <laughs> you know, um, it is all very, very necessary to understand purpose and process. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for your uh, inbox message done. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Appreciate you. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Dion, this is Sonia. Hey. Um. Yeah, my mind is going. It's just spinning now while I'm preparing to go to work. And while you were talking and you went to Gideon, um, the first thing I flashed back to when I first stepped out and God said, trust me. And we have these conversations. I said, oh, okay, I am. But then I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. And then it's like when you, you get it, you know you want to get into the swimming pool, but the first thing you do is you, you put your toe and you want to test the water. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's too cold. I'm not getting it. I'm going to wait. 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 And that's what I did. See, I'm going to speak for me with God. And it's like, she is slapping my face off today. I'm glad I don't have my makeup on yet. But when I first began and you were talking about leader, and I know when I asked you, well, what's the what's the thing? What, what's the new thing for this month? And, and I laughed and I was like, okay, God, you you just really doing it to me right now. Um, someone told me I'm a leader. I was like, yeah. And I laughed at him because I didn't see myself as a leader. I just see myself as his child, his maidservant, his servant, just doing what he asked me to do. And you gut punched me this morning. So I, I was like, well, she's going to gut punch me. She's going to give me my six pack back. Um, mm-hmm. But in that, it, I went back to the, the questions that you asked to, to send out to others in the radical thing. And I'm going to send you a message after that. But looking at that, I'm I'm looking in my my three-way mirror, the mirror ministry, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And I'm doing this self-check right now. And it's it's real personal right now. And it's like, what what am I actually doing? Where where is he sending me? Where Where does he want me to be? Where does he need me to be? Where are my hands supposed to plow and sow? And I already know 
but the greater is what there's greater i know there's greater in me that he has put in me to do and this is such a heart this right here is is it's in the heart he's really you really went to our heart on this one because it's real personal this is a personal thing that we have to and i'm gonna take it back and say i that is a conversation it's that couch time when you sit and say, okay, Lord, let's have this conversation and really talk to me about it. Let me really, really listen. Open up my ears so I can really hear what you're saying to me, where you need me to be, where you need my hands and feet to be, to do the work that you have asked me to do that. I know I heard you, but then I didn't hear you because of all the, the yuck, yuck, and the muck, muck, and the racket, that the distraction. So I want to thank you because, like I said, this is day one of new things, new beginnings, everything. So come on, let's go, y'all. Leadership is we <laughs> ding ding, we in school. <laughs> get your books, get your pens, get your word. Let's go. Thank you, Dion. Amen. Very good. And it is so. Hey sister. Hey. Hey, I love you. I'm sitting here, I'm in the office hiding from some of the babies because they know I'm here and they waiting for me to come out. But uh, <laughs> I so appreciate you, and this topic is so good, and it just reminds me over the ten, almost 10 years, and hosting Friday Night Live for, um, I'm going to go on mute. I'll come back because I just get the call. Okay. Amen. Anybody else? Everybody, everybody. Amen. Hey, um, hey Dion. Hey, this glorious again. I, I I just really, really what really really got me is take it the question you ask, what whatever it is that you've gone through, that's where your strength is and that's where your call is. And that's my, my version of what you were saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is what God will use to use to use you in his reconciling the earth. And I, mm-hmm. I really this morning have to, I had to sit and say thank you to God for allowing me to be taken and to go through that and to mm-hmm. love my aunt who took me mm-hmm. and to release her. No, mm-hmm. I've released her before, but to actually embrace the fact that I'm the, I'm the strong person emotionally that I am because of her. Mm-hmm learning from her. So I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be able to to look at circumstances and situations as as the days go on and release things. I thank you for the footprints that's still on the back of my butt kicking me out. <laughs> I really do appreciate. I appreciate. I, I know sometimes I'm a little slow about moving and doing some stuff, but I do appreciate your poor. I appreciate the the intercession. I love you and I really appreciate you. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Hello, it's Kashanda. Hey, girl. Go ahead. I love the declaration and the comments. Wait, wait, wait. This morning. So love hearing all the beautiful Declare Victory family. Um, Good to be on the call this morning. one of the things um, for myself that I've learned is I can sit there and observe and be frustrated 
or at some point I have to step up and do something about it, especially with, if it's within my capability to do it. So I appreciate this day one of the shift, and I appreciate this call. God bless you. Amen. Blessings to you, too. Amen. Amen. Didi, go ahead. It's good to have you back on the call, too. I, I, I know. I it's good to hear, Krishanda. Songbird. <laughs> song, song what I was trying to tell you is this, is that nine years of leading Friday Night Live, I thank you for that because, too, it just, it's, it's humorous to me how I also had led Friday Night Live at church with the kids. And so when we titled it that, I was like, God, what are you doing? And even though we haven't had it in a while, it's not gone. I'm reformatting because with death and birth and everything that's going on, Holy Spirit is like, you need to do something different. So just stay in prayer. Also, I always ask you guys to pray for Bubbly and for Diane Templeton, who are the other two parts of that major life-changing call. Um, but it's a trip, Dion, because when you were talking, we've seen so many people come and go, right, from this ministry and whatever the reason. And just the other day, somebody somebody said, you still a part of that cult? I said, what cult? Revival? Like, I didn't know what they were talking about. You don't have to declare victory. It's like, oh, okay, so that's what you take out of it. Well, I, it didn't work for me. Okay. And, and and learning not to be offended by what's helping me grow spiritually, you know, because it's been so such a huge part of my growth. And so just how, you know, teaching us how to just be who we are, and it's not going to look the same. I'm not in the competition with my graces. I'm not in any leader, any declare, because there are some people who follow certain people. That's not what I can do that. You know, you, you hear people going to this conference, that conference, whatever works for you, but when you are truly led and God gives you an assignment, you're not confused. So then it may look different. So like, like I said, as I'm sitting in this office and these babies are coming in, I'm like, Lord, how did I even get here? Because his steps are ordered. You know, I have to follow what he does. And then also being who I am on Declare Victory. So for that, I thank you for your boldness. And like, like you said, you're, I don't consider you a bully. I just understand the way that you love. So thank you for that. And, you know, we love you to life. Thank you, sis. <laughs> Amen. Love you more. <clears throat> no question. Um, let me let me do this before we move forward. Uh, Jacqueline, was your question for me to answer, or were you posing a question for those that are listening? Um, I wanted to pose the question. I think maybe it's just something we can sit with. Yeah. I so you're so. you're welcome to answer it. You're well. You're welcome mm-hmm. to answer it. <laughs> well, well, without. What I'll say in in answer or response to that is the answer is always in the the proposed problem. Um, And the the longer I live and the more I experience um, leading from the inside out, what I understand is anything that came to pass was, was sent as a tool to lead someone out of their brokenness, period. It doesn't matter how bad it was, how uncomfortable it was, how much I thought it was useless. Anything that we've ever experienced in life that has hurt us, that we have healed from, and the key is being healed. If you're still in a cave, it means you you have areas that are still not healed for that particular thing. And so those are the, the questions that you need to interrogate the heavens about. 
why did this happen? You know, from molestation to abandonment to rejection to divorce to the loss of a loved one. Um, all of the things that in our natural element or the culture um, would be things that end a destiny um, for the believer. We know that things in kingdom structure and strategy often oppose everything the world would deem as an end or a final, a finale or uh, the ending of a season. With kingdom, it ends a thing from brokenness and moves us in um, to a place of being able to lead effectively. And so with that being said, if you start to examine the areas that you've been wounded, I promise you, those are the places that you will lead from if you give yourself permission to do so. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Anybody else before we get ready to wrap it up? This is persistent. I hear the song, it's a new season. It's a new day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And let me just say this, this uh, God set this up so beautifully, sonship, and now we go into leadership. I love mm-hmm. it. Thank you for your yes, Dion. Yeah. Um, declare victory is not a culture. It's not a cult because the cult is a part of the culture, and we are not definitely not a part of this world system culture. So, uh, you know, people say what they say. But God bless you and everybody on this call. And uh, yeah, this was this was good. Because I've been asking myself, where do I start? Where do I, I kind of knew, but you just confirmed it. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Anyway, love you to love you to love you to death. Just love you. <laughs> God bless you. Amen. Hey, uh, Dion, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Uh, did I press the mute button? I don't know what I did. Okay. <clears throat> this is Gwen. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I clear my throat. Uh, I don't have a comment on the leadership stuff, but I just want to praise the Lord because I swear, every time I'm led to get on this call, I said, I bet it's Dion speaking. It, it's, it's always you speaking. It, 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 it just trips me out how he's like, get on the line. I'm like, What? All right, okay. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Bye. Amen. Amen. Dion, if it's okay, just want to add one last thing. This is Sister Sylvia. Um, sure. Just re, re, I was, the Holy Spirit just reminded me and my daughter too that you talked a lot about innovation, and one of the other classes that I have this semester is called Holy Innovation, mm. and how to lead. You know, you can't lead without love and without the grace of God. And, you know, the difference between a service provider and a right. stakeholder, stakeholders that mm-hmm. are scripture-based. Mm-hmm. So thank you. So so in other words, it is it is simply like the difference between a renter and an owner. That part. Yep. I, I own this. <laughs> yeah, this I'm I'm gonna take care of the grass. If the fence starts falling, I'm gonna call the repair person, so on and so forth. 
and that's what happens, I think, when you start to stand in your authenticity and you no longer blame people for what has occurred in your life. You actually take those things that have occurred and they then become fuel um, for forging forward as a leader, uh, as someone who um, is not moved or uh, taken aback by life and its processes. You, you just you operate from a place of experience and exposure in an effort to lead in excellence. And again, not perfection. There is a difference. Amen. 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 Anybody else? Amen. Good morning. Everything you said was good. And when you said, I'm glad about it, it just reminded me of uh, another day's journey. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Hey, Dion, this is Jubilant. Hey. Uh, I ended up listening to this whole thing. I got extra early and fell asleep right after prayer. Um, so when is this going to be available so I can hear it? It will be available. Today? I'm sure today, yeah. Oh, thank you. Okay. That's all I had to say. <laughs> all right, no worries. Anybody else? Before we go. I just want to jump in real quick, and I want to piggyback on Jacqueline. Well, not necessarily piggyback on it, but the question was good. Your response was good. And then just going back to GLOBE about the footprint, um, you know, receiving um just the the whole hmm, leading from the brokenness even though we don't all proclaim that we've been broken in one way or another we really are whether it be a thought uh mental physical um that we something that we have to be healed from and that um you know keeps us from from walking on our true purpose and our potential so I am grateful for um, one lady for even bringing me to the call, two for you allowing me not to sit there, um, and just so much. I mean, just so much has really transpired since I joined the call, you know. And I, I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit that allowed Tanya to give me that name. When we are given those names, um, those names are just not names like we get. And actually it is, forgive me, Holy Spirit, it is like we get a nickname. We get a nickname because they see something of who we are. My daughter don't even use her name that I named her. She used the nickname my mom gave her uh, and she walks in that name. So the names that Tanya gave us, it just helps us to really, really identify um, who we are and how to move forward. Sometimes we don't get it because we don't want to receive it by listening to the messages that go forward. Um, you know, we just, we come and we sit at the table and we put our hands in our lap. I'm talking about when we come to the call in the morning, we'll come to the table and we'll sit with our hands in our lap, but we don't do anything. We'll get up and leave and throw the napkin on the table and don't say thank you, don't leave a tip. Though the, this right here, from start to finish 
it's everything that we need. So I truly, truly, truly appreciate you, D. And and I don't I don't even tell I ain't even offended. <laughs> I ain't not even offended when you grab me by my little shoulder and my little shirt and be like, come on, this ain't what we doing. <laughs> so I love you, sister. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Good stuff. <laughs> Anybody else before we go? This is Sonia again. I just want to say ditto, ditto, ditto to what Gloria and Rochelle said. It means a lot to the name that we are given. And I like mine. Didi uh, is mine, Baby Spice. So I'm going to stick with that one. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Well, y'all, listen, it's been a great morning. We got about nine minutes to spare. Um, I'll do a last Ali Ali Oxen Free. Anybody else before we go? All right. And if not, I'm going to give you some homework um, during the course of today uh, with regard to our fasting. If you feel like you are not leading. Um, and, and maybe you are leading, but perhaps you're not leading well. You're not leading from your place of victory. I want you to begin to ask yourself some questions because always remember this, the answer is always in the problem, no matter what that looks like. The answer is in the problem, right? Find the problem where your power lies. Right, and, and that usually, in all honesty, is the place that you have been hurt the deepest. In order for God to use you greatly, sometimes he has to wound you mightily. And so sometimes those things that we think were uh, created to derail us or hinder us or break us all the way down, I guarantee you there's an opportunity to lead in that thing. Um, and, and it will probably be the thing that completely changes the trajectory of your life. And if you give yourself permission to push into that pain, don't run from it. Um, don't be afraid of it. Don't be overtaken by it. But give yourself permission um, to deal with the pain of that process so that you can walk into the places and spaces that God has given you dominion already. All you got to do is get to it. And what I find is the places that hurt me the worst are the places I lead from the greatest strength because it requires more than just me and it is for more than myself. Amen. All right, last time. Anybody else before we go? Can you just repeat the homework? So so the homework is to, during the course of your fasting day, or even if you're not fasting, look, find the place that hurt you the deepest. Whatever that thing is that you don't like to think about, that you don't like to talk about, that you'd rather not be bothered with, that thing that makes your skin crawl. Uh, that thing that makes you itch, that thing that frustrates you every time you think about it, I'm telling you that's the area of your greatest moments of leadership. And if you give yourself permission 
to examine that thing, to press into the pain of the process, to begin to ask God questions on how to heal, I assure you it is the place that you will lead from. Dion, it's Gwen. Yes. I have a question about the homework. Okay, sure. so, I mean, you really touched me on the assignment because, oh, shoot, okay, uh, I, that, uh, I mean, if you have more than one big thing, you know, that has hindered you, then what you what you leading in several different directions. Well, the majority of the time, that that thing that hurts the most is tied to the other things that hurt the most. But if if you deal with the the core of that one, I guarantee you you'll find the rest, and you'll be able to. It'll it'll all lead to a path. When I think about um, all of the things that that led us to here, um, I started this call in probably one of my most broken places. I, I certainly was not living how I live today. I certainly was not living from victory. I was still living for it. I was still dealing with survival. And then what happened was the more I healed from the major things, um, the other larger things, and, and keep in mind that, that big things have happened while on the call, right? But right. what I noticed was that core thing taught me how to deal with the things that followed. Okay, I have to I have to meditate on that because it's a lot. Um, no, not yeah. you, not what you said. It's a no. lot that I have dealt with. You know that are major things. I mean, I'm talking about many are the afflictions of the righteous. So, <laughs> hello, somebody. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, sure. so I have I'm, to kind of sure. sit back and listen and just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to me just exactly how to proceed with that. Uh-huh. Okay. Some, some of the things that we deal with, um, if if you if we'd all just be very honest, a lot of the external or excess bigger things are a direct reflection of us not making good choices. One of the things that I love about even when you go to Genesis the first chapter if we use Genesis, the first chapter, as our model for living, um, God made good decisions, right? You, you know, and see that I already know I didn't make good decisions. I already know that part. Now what I do? Yeah, I already right. know so, the reason for the pain. Now, you know, where do I go from there? know what I'm saying? Right. And so I, I have to really, I have to let things kind of digest, you know, because it's, it's something to really ponder. And, and I know the Lord will reveal it to me, but I have to kind of digest everything you said first, because you just don't get it right on the call. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. It, well, it totally makes sense, but, but my answer mm-hmm. would still be the same. If we go to the core pain, I assure you, even behaviors born into our lives, habits, things, decisions are all tied to that core. So some of the bigger things that have happened are usually, and this is, I don't, this is a case by case scenario. I'm just talking about me right now. 
When I look at, I'll use this as an example. When I look at being married three times before I was 30, it was tied to the bigger thing that was abandonment and rejection. It had Mm -hmm. nothing to do with the men. It had nothing to do with anything other than I made decisions from broken places that impacted everything, i.e., three children, three fathers, right? That's those decisions. Those are big things. Those are big deals, right? And so it created bigger problems, but the core had nothing to do with the men. It had nothing to do with marriage. It had everything to do with my decisions and how they affected not just my life, but everything connected to me, right? So if we go and examine all of our big things, if you ask yourself the right questions, you usually don't get an exit until you ask the right questions. When you ask the right questions and you are ready to hear the answer, because Holy Spirit will tell you, no, I didn't, I didn't tell you that you did that. You created that. I'm not the author of that. And then if we go back to I mean, that's, that's all, Dion, that's all good. I mean, that's already done. You know, Holy Spirit already told me all that. Now what? You know, I, I get that, that <clears throat> I'm the one who did that. You know, I'm not saying I didn't. I did. <laughs> now, I don't know, maybe I'm missing something, but I, okay, now, now what? Sit back and let God, you know, handle it because it's so big. Uh, what can I do with it? You know, I, I know I'm not ready to minister with it. You know, I'm not ready to use my pain to, I mean, I could. I, I could talk to people and let them know, you know, look, I did that. And now uh, I suggest you not do it, you know. But I, I don't know, is there something more that I'm supposed to do with that? Well, it, I mean, here's the thing, Gwen, which is always the thing, is that you hear, but you, you don't, you, you hear me, but you're not listening. You, you hear me to respond to me. And it's, it's fine. Everybody has a process. One of the things that I love um, about kingdom mentality and kingdom mindset is you just understand that it's a process, but what it requires is consistency on all levels. Um, it is not a short walk. And there is always evolution. But I thank God for these last nine years of just showing up consistently and being corrected in moderation, in in small increments. And the more I'm willing to give him, the more he's willing to give me. And as my heart posture changed, so did my life. As my life changed, so did my outcomes. As my outcomes changed, So did my decision-making. But more than anything, as he started to heal heal me, the more I began to hear, understand, and get strategy to implement different things. And so it doesn't happen overnight. Everybody knows. No, no, and I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's not an argument. You you do mean to interrupt. No, I'm not trying to argue with you. No, no, no. This is not an argument. All I'm saying is it's fine. Uh Everybody has their own process. And you, all you do is no, keep going. No, 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 I was just going to make a comment, and I'll leave it alone, okay? Because okay. the Lord already told me to study be quiet, because I wasn't going to say nothing at all. <laughs> I, I took myself down from Facebook so that I wouldn't keep talking, because I got a lot to say, 
you know? So that's one of my major issues is to be quiet, yeah. to have so much to say and then learn how to not say it, you know? Um, but <clears throat> I hear you, and it's it's funny how you said that because I just text somebody about we have ears to hear but can't, you know? So, but I hear everything you're saying. And I, 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 we may not be connecting and I may not be articulating what I'm actually uh, experiencing correctly, you know, and I, that, they, that might be where I'm missing the mark. And that's why it's not being received the way I'm trying to dish it out. But anyway, all I got to say is I love when you make, <clears throat> you know, like pastor that I follow is um, about critical thinking. And that's what you do. You cause a person to do some critical thinking. And so, thank you. Bless you. Love you. Amen. Amen. Bless you to be back. And that's the goal is just that we think outside of the box and we give ourselves permission to hear um, what it is that the Spirit is saying to us. And so I pray that, that today's conversation was fruitful. I pray that it does put you in a meditative state and that when you spend time um, in God's presence that he would give you how to phrase the question for the next of now, right? And so, again, happy November. Um, we are fasting today until 5 p.m. Uh, I pray that something that was said today in the the declaration and the questions, the comments, and the commentary will lead you to a place of introspection where you are asking yourself, where is this wound that has led to all of these different puncture wounds where I'm bleeding out because a lot of times we end up bleeding out because we make icky decisions um, because we haven't healed the real broken place. And so I pray that you heal. I pray that God will give you clarity in the areas that need to be healed. But more than anything, I pray that he would make you whole, um, so whole that you can help somebody um, from a place that wants hindered you. So um, it is Wednesday, uh, and I'm sure that um, Gloria has session this evening, and if not, you can holler out below. Um, if not, yesterday. we'll meet. Oh, yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you moved it. Okay. Um, if not, we will meet right back here at 5 p.m., and after that, we will meet back here on tomorrow where uh, Minister Jerry will be sharing with us on tomorrow. So I pray that you go and you grow in love, that you be the Jesus that somebody needs to see. And I will hear you all this evening. Have a great day, guys. Hey, Dion, it is tonight. Tonight, Wednesday. Oh, it is. March or oh, okay. slash position. Yeah, uh, positioned in purpose. Yes, yes, yes. Tonight. Positioned in 7 purpose. 7 p.m. Yes, 7 p.m. Amen. All right, guys. Well, have a wonderful day. Love you all. Bye, guys. Have a great day. Have a good day. Love you. Yeah. Dion, we are meeting tonight. No, Thanks. I know. Rochelle just said. Oh, okay. My phone cut off. You know the jack leg janky thing. You should Love hold me. your right leg up. Nestra. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.